Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Sean, right here with you today, along with Connor and Ryan. We are missing Grace as she heals up from her a wisdom teeth extraction. Um, heal up quick, Grace. We miss your presence on the podcast um, and uh, her, and her insight. However, since she, because she is well, not because she's gone, but since she's gone. Freedom does not sleep, and we still have to talk about what's going on with our country and especially what's going on at our southern border with Biden and his administration basically opening it up like a sieve, forcing some states to, to create their own border patrol out of their state police officers. We're going to be talking about that and uh, a lot of the things that are coming out around that the border dispute down there, or not dispute, but the border I guess, uh, siege by illegal immigrants. However, before we do that, we do ask you to do us a favor. Like this video, share this video, comment on this video. Do you think Biden has done a horrible job? Well, that's obvious, but especially with the border, please comment below. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, please become one real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom left-hand side of the screen. Give us your email, and we'll start sending the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't hear anywhere else. All right, guys. Um, a lot of news on the border this over the last couple of days. Um, the most shocking images, obviously, are the Border Patrol agents on horseback trying to stop the Haitian immigrants or uh, refugees, whatever you want to call them, from crossing the border from Texas into or from uh, Mexico into the U.S. You know, it's funny. Everybody says, you know, it's only people coming from South America that's coming over that border. Well, that lets you that what's going on there right now lets you know that it's more than just people from uh, South America and Central America. This is this is people coming from anywhere. If you can get to Mexico from anywhere, they can come through that border. And that's a scary thought. And that, that's part of the point. Uh, like you said, they want to claim, oh, it's only South American refugees coming from there. It's not. Uh, that's just where it happens to be the most open because it is deliberately left open. It's harder to come through other points of entry, but on the US-Mexico border, it's essentially just a free-for-all. There are thousands of people flooding across every single day. We don't have anywhere to house them right now, which is why we've seen that aerial footage of immigrants sleeping under overpasses, where they have thousands of them packed under a bridge in refugee cities that are springing up overnight. But to address the shocking viral image that we saw of the Border Patrol on horseback, it is being largely construed as, look, they're, they're on horses running down black men with whips. Not correct, because in the image, you can pretty clearly tell that those are the reins of the horse. They are not using whips to drive anyone anywhere. They are holding on to reins as any person who knows how to operate or ride a horse would know. But that said, doesn't make it any better. It's, it's not really a good moment in our history when we have people on horseback having to ride down migrants to stop them from flooding over the border 
which is why strong border policy would have prevented this from happening. But hey, I mean, sure, we got dudes on horses having to chase down immigrants, but at least those kids got out of the cages, right? Oh, wait, no, they didn't. They're still there. Welcome to Biden's America. I don't know. I mean, I just, I like I said, I don't know what their procedures is. If they've always done that with the horses, I'm not going to pretend no, but I will say it's just another news story that may, makes law enforcement look bad. It's like, why would you want to go into law enforcement nowadays? You're just, no matter what you do, they're going to just, just misconstrue what you're trying to do. So as always, my hat's off to the law enforcement that have to not only fight crime, but they have to fight a media that's hostile towards them and a bunch of left-wing activists. You know, I, oh, I, like the, I find it terrible that they're, they even had to resort to horses. How, how bad are their resources that we have to have men on horses? Bring back the cavalry, man. Well, to be I, fair, I just, I, like, to, to be fair on that, on that subject, the horses are horses are used by you know many different law enforcement departments because they're more mobile and when you look at the terrain where it's taking place you couldn't drive a car over that kind of thing so if they're going to have agents patrolling horseback makes sense because it's you know such a tried and true form of transportation lets them get to places where vehicles otherwise couldn't so it's not like we have barbaric law enforcement agents riding out with whips to go harass immigrants on horseback like something out of the you know the late 1700s this is a pretty standard thing you even see mounted officers in big cities like new york because it's just added mobility it's another way for officers to get around so this is not you know some evil thing they're doing but rather the fact that we have men on horses trying to hold back a horde of migrants wading across a river trying to get into the country, it's a bad reflection on everybody because it shouldn't even get to that point. Our borders should be secure to the point where we don't have mounted officers having to hold off whole groups of people. But here's the we should thing. be better than that. It doesn't even hold them off. It barely deters them. By having a guy on a horse, these guys are just running around going to the other side, like going around, I mean, it is it is the proverbial finger in the dike of uh you know it, one one guy on a horse and, and there's there's plenty of other places for that water to get in for you know what i'm saying so it's mm -hmm. like it's it's like even putting these guys out there is useless it's a useless gesture unless you're going to let them arrest people and send them back or unless we get some help from mexico and and keeping their side of the border in under control it's basically open like open sesame for anybody that wants to come across that border and here's the thing there is a reason why we have procedures to come to our country um yes these these people have the ability to walk here great then they can walk to one of our points of entry and, and do it legally like everybody else. However, when our legal immigrants are asked to see their vaccination passport in order to come to the United States, there's a misconception or, there, or there's a double standard because nobody asks the illegal immigrants coming across the border whether or not they have a vaccine uh, a passport or not and it's something that is just makes zero sense when you look at it now 
I wrote a I wrote an article a couple of days ago about how it is now required if you are trying to become a a uh, uh, apply for a green card or become a citizen in the United States, you have to be vaccinated. As terrible as that sounds, yet if you come here illegally, you're allowed to refuse the vaccine. Does that make any sense? I mean, does. Does this make any logical sense to no. anybody? That, that's the problem that I'm having, is this lack of logical thought and common sense that seems to have, you know, like, like the people of California and, and New York, mass exodists out of the left side of the brain uh, or their, their side of the aisle. There is no logic there anymore, just as there's no logic or brains left in California or new york as they've all left town well to me it, again it just it's it's sin, it's more sinister than that i don't you're i think you're wasting too much time trying to figure out logic with these people i mean their logic i mean look what they did they used they don't care about the public health if they did when it comes to COVID. also remember last summer 2020 riots or something or the blm riots of 2020 all of a sudden COVID didn't matter it wasn't a thing when you could protest in this or excuse me protest and it's mostly peacefully protests in the streets. It's just like here, oh, oh, illegal immigration. Oh, all of a sudden we don't really, COVID's okay. We don't need to test them or give them vaccines or anything. They just use it when it's convenient for their policy. It's so blatantly obvious. I, I, you have to be living under a rock if it's not realize what they're, what they're using COVID. Well, think about it this way. Not only are the legal immigrants who came to a point of entry and stood in line and submitted all the paperwork and went through the process to come into the country, like not only are they having to get vaccinated in order to be allowed in, all the people who already live here are now facing the very real possibility that either they get the vaccine or they lose their employment. Biden's federal vaccine mandate started with uh, government employees and contractors, but has now been extended to all employers who have more than 100 employees. And yeah, there were, you know, maybe two dozen governors or so, most of them Republican, obviously, who jumped on board the train of, you know, fighting against it, saying they're not going to mandate it. But until that goes through, that hangs over the head of every American citizen. Meanwhile, every person who comes across the border illegally either gets caught and moved to one of these holding centers where they aren't required to be vaccinated, they aren't checked, or they just get through the border and never get caught and go wherever they want. Either way, nobody has to ask them to wear a mask, to have a vaccine, to show their papers. And like Ryan said, the reason you can't find any logic in the standard is because it's not a double it's not a, a double standard it's not something that they are just oh the failure of logic this is the point this is what they wanted this is their goal and i know anytime pe people try to bring up the democrat party's strategy of mass importation of immigrants for the purpose of building a new voting base you get accused of peddling in white uh, white replacement theory and all these other deranged conspiracy theories but this is the point they've been very open about it they want to bring in a new group of people promise them the world and secure their vote forever they've been doing it with groups for a long time and the fact that we have haitian immigrants who now have to sneak in through the southern border 
that's not usually how Haitians have historically been getting here. But the reason they're doing that now is because, if you recall, a few months ago, Biden blocked all Haitian refugees from coming in. The southern border was wide open, but Haitians were not allowed to come. Cubans who were fleeing, Cubans. Yeah, Cubans who were fleeing protests, not allowed to come. Why do you think that is? Look at how these people groups tend to act in their home countries. The Democrats want certain people here. They want to keep other people out because they're looking for a certain kind of immigrant to come in and be of benefit to them. Yeah, the so ones it's not, that don't want freedom. Yeah, it's not an oversight. It's not you know, a breakdown in logic. This is the point. And they're going to hide behind accusations of racism and all this stuff if they think that you know, you're finally on to them. But that doesn't change the fact that this is what they're doing. And, and, and that's the bottom line, guys. It really is the bottom line when it comes, what it comes down to when it's, when an immigrant is coming here, are they coming here for freedom? Or are they coming here for security? Because financial security isn't a reason for asylum. No. You know, uh, what is, what is a reason is freedom, freedom from oppression. You're not being oppressed unless you are in a, a communist or socialist regime everybody else you're just you just have terrible terrible governments that don't know how to govern or or help their people you know or allow their people to have free reign with their capitalist system and we're seeing the reigning in of the capitalist system here it's it's it, they're really trying to push us towards something that I, I just can't fathom but you know it, there's there's a reason why they don't want people here who want freedom they don't want freedom lovers here they want people who want to be taken care of that's what they want and those are the people that are coming here um they blocked the haitians a couple months ago because of politics but now that the the the, the earthquake that hit haiti left people des some people destitute and without homes those are the those are going to be the people they want to let in because those people uh, are looking for security and safety and what better way to get them suckling on your teat forever than to give them a place to live a, st uh, a monthly stipend and the ability to uh, live in the, in the United States I feel really bad. I mean, on a side note, though, I do feel really bad. Just as a human level, Haiti, man, they had a rough, rough go. I, it's, it's, to me, it's a little bit of a separate issue, but I was just making a comment. It's like, that's awful. What happened. They've had the, a couple of earthquakes. They've had their president assassinated. They have just all this. But at, this, at, the, same, at the same time, like at some point, don't you got to step up and, and form a movement to, to make your country free or something? I don't know. We can't be responsible for every country and their and their bad governments. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the people there's we believe in sovereignty in our country, and other countries should take that more seriously. I think. Yeah, and to to comment on what you were saying earlier, Sean. Yeah, there's there's select and very specific reasons for someone to be granted asylum or refugee status here. But there's no limit on what reason people can have to come here. The, the whole point of the United States was supposed to be is that beacon of hope and liberty and opportunity where people can come from all over the world for any reason. People want 
better financial security for their family, by all means, they can come. If they want employment opportunities, if they want healthcare, whatever, whatever reason they could possibly come up with, America offers that. That's the point of coming here. But in order to get that, you have to follow the proper steps. You have to go through the process of uh, applying for citizenship and legally registering and everything because that's how you have a structured society. But the problem with that is that it's too long and drawn out of a process. And if you go through all that, the end result is that you are then told, go and make your own way. No one's going to hand it to you, but you have the opportunity. That flies in the face of everything the current Democrat narrative is. They would rather have it where they have a bloated government that is able to hand people everything they could possibly want. And in exchange, the people give up all freedoms and are rather taken care of by their benevolent government overlords. So they don't want the people who take the amount of time to apply and go through all the process of being or becoming a citizen and registering and everything. They just want people who are able to quick and conveniently cut the line so that they can go right to the front and become the Democrats' new voter base. That's why they're pushing for uh, the or getting rid of citizenship requirements to vote. They've already done it in a few California area uh, areas with school board elections and you know local level things, and they're hoping to get it all the way up to the federal level. And once they get it there, where you don't need to be a citizen or prove any sort of citizenship whatsoever to be able to cast a vote for president, they are never going to lose an election again. Because anytime the demographic shifts away from them, they will just import people from the latest war-torn area by promising them the, the world on a silver platter. They've done it many times before. They are continuing to do it. Only now they're being bold and brazen about it. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, they, they love to throw out the accusation of people peddling in white replacement theory. Tucker Carlson did a segment a few months ago on this very subject, and all the coverage was he's engaging in white replacement uh, theory. He's, he's just hyping up fears about it. And then a few weeks after that, we got the census results. And for the first time in history, the white percentage of the population has actually declined. Now, that's not a bad thing. The country is becoming more diverse. You see trends like this all over the world. Uh, anthropologists and sociologists say that, you know, within the next 150 years, most of the world is going to kind of reach an equivalent shade of brown, so, like somewhere in that process. That's not a bad thing. What was crazy was to see the media and every major leftist outlet talking about how it's a good thing there are fewer white people. They are celebrating the fact that a specific demographic is a smaller percentage of the population. And last time I checked, that was called racism. When you celebrate the fact that there are fewer of a certain race of people around. And that's what they're doing. That's why they are trying to import immigrants at an accelerated rate. Because they don't, like I said, they don't want the people who waited in line, did everything correctly to pursue their own opportunities. They want the people who come with their hands out so that they can be the ones to promise them the world. Yeah, it, it's it's scary, and 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 it's why I'm glad that uh, Peter Ducey is is in 
the trenches, as you will, and up in up in the White House and in the press corps. Uh, he's the only one that seems to have the ability to hold this administration to task. I mean, we, we do have, there, there are a few, I, actually, I shouldn't say he's the only one, but there are, because you know, we do have a few, but nobody with the tact and profession ability as Ducey. Um, like when he asked Jen Psaki whether or not they are asking for vaccination passports of these immigrants that are passed walking over the border where our legal ones are, aren't. So it's good that we have people trying to hold them accountable, but you can't be the, you know, the, you know, a a very loud minority in that room. You know, it's, it's mostly puff pieces and, and, uh, and, you know, ego stroking when it comes to the press corps right now. I mean, I mean, we know Joe Biden likes chocolate, chocolate, was it chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream? At least we know that. What's with the obsession with his ice cream eating, by the way? I've never seen anything like it. Eight months, like, we have to, like, care what he's eating for his, what ice cream he's getting. That's the kind of journalism we have in this country. Although I will say, even they are having a hard time, they're uh, covering up for his failures as president. There's almost no way to, <laughs> there's such epic failures. It's hard for them, like Afghanistan is a classic example. You couldn't really, cl- you couldn't really hide that one. <laughs> it was pretty obvious of failure on his they, they are desperately trying to continue carrying water for the Biden administration because that's all they know how to do because they were so convinced in their own minds that Trump was the end of the world and that stopping him was the be-all, end-all of their careers. Now that he's gone, they don't really know what to do. They kind of thought Biden would usher in utopia, and instead he's had failure after failure, and it's getting harder and harder for them to not talk about it. So, you know, while Biden was failing in Afghanistan, abandoning weapons and citizens to the mercy of the Taliban while he was conducting drone strikes that killed seven innocent children and zero ISIS targets while he was allowing people to pour across the border in thousands only to be rounded up and forced to sleep under an overpass while he was doing all the, or while all of this was going on he still had time to fly out to California to campaign for Gavin Newsom in the recall election he still has time to go out for ice cream and have all these fluff pieces written about him and the, the distraction that they throw up for him is getting easier and easier to th- see through with every passing day. And like we mentioned, Peter Ducey from Fox News might be one of the last true journalists in the White House press corps right now. He just had this interaction with, with Saki that we mentioned. I think we have a, a clip of that coming up here. So take a look at that. And I, I really want you to pay attention to how flustered Saki gets when he questions her on it. A question about what's going on at the border. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re talk you through what steps the, we that take. That is the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. 
as individuals as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. The it's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of COVID, because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering, posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves. So those are the policies that we put in place um, in large part because, again, the CDC continues to recommend Title 42 be in place given we're facing a global pandemic. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration? Absolutely. Yeah, you see right there shows that they're completely caught off guard by even the slightest bit of intense questioning. We, uh, right before we started the episode, we were talking about how this doesn't really even compare to Jim Acosta harassing Trump's press secretaries, because with Acosta, it was always about making a statement, some big uh, preconceived conclusion he was trying to reach, and then basically engaging in gotcha journalism when he finally got around to the question. UC is actually asking important questions here. They're very simple questions that any administration that's halfway prepared for the job should know how to answer. But you see how caught off guard she was? She had no idea. But that's the difference between Ducey and people like um, like Acosta or even going back to the Reagan administration, Sam Donaldson. They were looking to pick a fight with the president and his press secretary where Ducey's just asking legitimate questions. He's not trying to upstage, trying, you know, Acosta was all about him. He wanted to take the scene for himself, you know, and then get, you know, I'm battling the big bad orange man. Ducey's just asking legitimate questions that I want to know. I don't know about you guys, but I want to hear their answer to. And then, and then if, you, if Biden gets asked those questions directly, it's come on, man, come on. That's how you always know Biden's got a question that's a tough question or a question he doesn't want to answer. It's because he goes, come on, man. He gets all upset. <laughs> Like, you know, Better yet, fun of him a lot, but he actually literally gets upset. He can't, he physically can't ask answer a tough question or a question he doesn't want to answer without. Better yet, he's just out. taken to walking away. He, do, he, he doesn't even say out. "come on, man" anymore. He just leaves. Well, I don't understand this temperament. We we kept hearing the campaign about the return to normalcy and the re, you know a temp, an adult back in the White House and the, you know back to a good temperament or whatever. Biden lashes out anytime he has any sort of conflict or some he has to answer a question he doesn't want to answer. Like that, he, literally every time. I've never seen him be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to answer this one, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's always, come on, man, how dare you? You want to get a fight? Let's do some push-ups. It's like, 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 but he's a return to normalcy, guys. Yeah, and on that similar note of the administration not being able to admit what it's doing wrong, uh, Grace actually has an article that is up on freedomwire.com right now, and we'll also have that linked in the description below if you want to check that out. But the... Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security basically just said the borders are not open. They are denying that the Biden administration has embraced open borders policies. They are uh, refusing to accept that the things they said on the campaign trail and in their opening days in office had any tie to the migrant surge. But he did a press conference and said that the border isn't open. And he also was directing it at immigrants saying, irregular migration poses a significant threat to the health and welfare of border communities and to the lives of the migrants themselves and should not be attempted. And 
you can see the desperate backpedaling here. They now know that their border policies are a failure. That's why they just banned uh, video recording and drone footage of the overpass where the migrants are sleeping. They have a complete no-fly zone around it, so nobody can fly a camera drone up into the area to take pictures of it. And why they're now trying to say, it's not safe, don't come, the border's not open, the border's never been open, what's wrong with you? Why would you ever think the border was open? Saw it a few months ago, Kamala Harris flew down to South America, do not come, do not come. Like, they said to come. They were very clear with it. They openly communicated that. And now that it's about to blow up in their face, all they want to do is backpedal, deny, and blame the last guy, which really is a return to normalcy because it's, it's what every other failing president has done in the last 60 years. You just blame the last guy. So Biden's no different. Hey, you know, I don't know if you guys sit there and think about that. I wrote an article last week called Is Joe Biden the Worst President in American History? Of course, it's obviously he's only eight months in. Too early to decide that. Obviously, you know, you don't learn, you know, these are opinions too, but this is a historically bad presidency so far. I mean, epically bad. Everything is going to go into crap. Like literally everything he is in just eight months is amazing. Obviously, we're talking about the border today. That's one of the top ones in Afghanistan and the economy. There's just nothing he's touched that hasn't gone to crap. Like even the virus, remember he was going to, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. The virus is researched under him. It's like, he's like, he can't do, I mean, nothing, nothing he can, he's done. It's been great. I, I think about, it, I try to be objective. Like, well, has he done anything? Like, I can't think of anything good that this man has done in eight months. He's, he's got, he's like the opposite of Midas. Everything he touches <laughs> turns to poo. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, maybe we can start calling it the Biden touch. Yeah. He's, his, his administration is just a giant poop emoji right now. Yeah. Remember when they said the return of empathy to the White House? Great. I'm sure Biden has a lot of weeping to do if he's as empathetic as, and compassionate as they said he was then the humanitarian crises that he has created should be enough to keep him up all hours of the night, weeping, wringing his hands, and openly lamenting. And yet for some reason, we don't really get those images of President Biden on the White House lawn in sackcloth and ashes as he bemoans the state of immigrants sleeping under overpasses, as he sheds tears over Haitian men being chased down by immigration agents on horseback. He hasn't shed a single tear over the Americans left behind in Afghanistan or the Afghans who have been murdered by the Taliban's resurgence. So where's the empathy? You'd think that someone who was as great of a guy as they said he was would, you know, maybe go out of his way to not cause crisis after crisis. But instead, he does it and walks away from the smoking ruins in his wake as if it's not that big a deal. And like I said, that just makes him as bad as everybody else. He was promised to be the guy who would fix everything, and all he's done is make more of a mess out of it. So good job, Biden, and thank you, Democratic voters, because at least the tweets are nice, right? Well, I mean, it's just... It's like he makes Jimmy Carter, like I wrote in an article, like he makes Jimmy Carter to look like Lincoln in comparison. My God, he's bad. He's a horrible president. Terrible.
it's like i mean and, and like you don't even have to you can just be a casual follower of politics to see it like he's like yeah everything's kind of going crappy you know you know that trump you know like like what a lot he said but things weren't that bad like now things are really bad in just eight months it's it's insane it's and it's only gonna get worse uh, this guy has never you know how i know it's gonna get worse one he's he's declining cognitively it's that we've had that discussion many times and two, he's never, even when he was with it cognitively, he's never shown good judgment in anything in his entire career. He's always been on the wrong side of history, almost always. So it's like, I, I, if history is any judge, it's, it's only going to get worse under this guy. Yeah. And that's why we should be truly sympathetic to the plight of a lot of the people caught up in this. Because the immigrants who are flooding across the southern border in one way or another, they are people who were hoping to come to this country for a reason. And yes, of course, they are, you know, there are many people in there who are cartel members engaging in human trafficking. Uh, they've caught Middle Eastern people on terror watch lists coming across. But the vast majority of them are genuinely people who are stuck in terrible situations. And even if they don't necessarily qualify for refugee status or asylum they were trying to come here for a reason and the fact that we have a presidential administration that got up there and promised them the world and essentially said it's okay come here and then now they made it all the way here they're being forced to live in cramped holding facilities sleeping under bridges kids back in cages it's a broken promise not only is biden breaking all his promises to the american people He's breaking his promises to the rest of the world because there was no way he could deliver on it. So as terrible as the situation is and as dangerous as it is to have all these people who are flooding in without any way to identify or track them, it's not completely their fault. And Biden has completely forgotten the presidential philosophy that the buck stops with him because when... Yeah comes time for him to be responsible for something he's more than happy to pass it on to anybody else and this, this is the guy who's supposed to fix it yeah I'm look at saying. look at what he's fixing thus far there's a guy down in mar-a-lago he's looking pretty good right now i'm just saying he's like see i haven't I, we weren't going to talk about trump really in this podcast but I, I have to say i kind of have a hot take here i think trump being banned from social media is really helping donald trump because I don't know, let me explain that because one of the complaint, the biggest complaint people had that didn't vote for Trump was if you look at the export, all this stuff was they just didn't like his temperament. They didn't like his, you know, the things he said, blah, blah, blah. But if you were to actually just like poll like his, like on policy, he always pulled his policies pulled very well. So now people are seeing what, how good of a president he actually was on policy wise and like how all this stuff, all these, a lot of these issues that are, are problems now under Biden weren't problems under Trump. So it's certain to make Trump look pretty good in comparison. If you take some of the Trump tweets out of the way. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's funny, that's, that's exactly what Biden did though. Biden, we, if Biden would have made any noise during uh, the campaign, America would have known just how bad he was going to be. There's a reason why they hit him away in the basement for all of 2020 leading up to like a barely a month or two outside of the election well here, here's a obviously we're probably running time but i just here, here throw it out to the group question do you think joe biden wins or did well but would have done worse if it wasn't for covid because he him being in the basement 
you know, the basement strategy. Do you think he went? Absolutely. If it wasn't for COVID, Trump never would have won. Would he? It wouldn't have been come close to him losing. I think so too, and I think it's not just because of on on policies, everything was going well with the economy and, and security and everything. But I I think Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden would have had to have been Joe Biden. Well, yeah, and 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 the the biggest the biggest thing is that's really the only blight against Trump's record is is what happened with COVID, and the left used it. Yeah, they used it, and, and you know and. They use it to, to attack his character, to attack his policy, to attack his uh, intelligence, and then uh, throw on top of that riots happening in the streets. And it was just a recipe for disaster. Even, even if the, uh, if, 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 you know, because again, we don't know whether or not what happened in 2020, we can't say one way or the other, if there was uh, anything some dubious issues. happening. Some, some discrepancies. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, minus that, you know, you, you know, because we don't know, I think the, the bottom line is, is without what happened, Trump was just, they had too much going against them at one time in order to to really come out on top and that's kind of the story of joe biden's career he's just always been at the right place at the right time for him he's just kind of you know like trump makes a joke about how he just you know obama picked him up off the ash heap and made him something it's true i mean he wasn't he was just gonna go into oblivion in retirement i mean he he just he's been very fortunate and that i think that obviously we weren't gonna make the whole topic this but but i just i find it interesting that because he is he's just he's just been a very lucky man (laughs) Well, as we bring it to a close here, I'll, I'll throw in the point that there's a midterm election coming up next year. And then even looking ahead to 2024, we have you know a, a lot to move forward with. There's a lot of momentum against Biden and his people and his policies. And every time an election rolls around, everybody wants to ask you, are you better off? Are you better off than you were before? Is this guy doing better than he or than the guy who came before him? And I'm pretty sure the majority of America and the majority of immigrants who are trapped in horrible situations right now because of the Biden administration can look around and say, no, we are not better off. And I think that's something we need to remember as we approach all of these things, because they will continue this. This will be the new normal that they are pushing for if nobody stops them. And until people step up and say enough is enough, this is gonna be the way of things forever. So I think it's about time somebody stepped up and said that, you know? Well, and, I, I, and, the, only, and the only way that that strategy works by the opposing candidate to, is, is to say, are you better off four years ago? It has to be, they have to know the answer and it has to be self-evident right now if things don't change, it's going to be self-evident that we are not better off than we were, you know, right now it's eight months ago, but if you look in, you know, a year or two, two years from now, well, four years ago. So when Reagan asked that famously in the 1980 campaign, there was Jimmy Carter was, he knew the answer to that. Most Americans, obviously we were worse off. So it's got right now, that's, that's, it'd be really easy for the Republicans to win, but well, they screwed up. They're always capable of it. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately. 
Yep. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Um, it is still amazing to look around and, and realize that this is our reality right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Hopefully you liked what you heard. More importantly, hopefully you and, and you agreed with what you heard. If you did, do us a favor, do all that stuff. You, we asked you to in the beginning, like, share, comment, subscribe, both to the podcast and to the newsletter. That way you stay abreast of all the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. Um, so please uh, help us fight the libtocracy and, uh, you know, help us stay relevant in the eyes of America. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything you would like to add before we skedaddle? Well, I have my rush shirt on here. So I, as your resident Canadian news expert here at Freedom Wire, what, why, Justin Trudeau, why, why did you guys, Canada, come on, you elected Trudeau back to office. Why? You guys, you guys don't like civil liberties anymore. That's fine. It's your thing. But I'm just saying. Just, well, now that Canada is tacitly okay with blackface, I, yeah. I guess all bets are off for our neighbors to the north. But I will conclude by throwing in a reminder. Don't forget links in the description below, articles, videos, podcasts, lots of stuff that we talked about, things we didn't even get to. Uh, lots more down there. Check it out. It's also up on freedomwire.com. Go over there. Like Sean said, subscribe to the email. Never miss our content. And don't forget, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your listening material. Go over there, download Freedom Wire podcast, take us with you on the go, and make sure you never miss an episode because we bring you the stories that sometimes they don't want you to hear. 100%. We may not say what you like, but we're going to tell you the truth. Thank you guys for watching. As always, stay free and God bless you guys.